Thank you for listening to the Legacy Church Podcast. To connect with us, go to LegacyNB.com. Now enjoy some teaching, healing, and prophetic ministry from one of our Encounter and Equip services. Today, the last Sunday of the month, we do things a little bit differently. We step into a... Uh, Releasing the gifts. We believe at Legacy, now's the time to activate, equip, and release the sons and daughters, right, into the kingdom to do his bidding. And so that's what we want to do today. We're going to practice exercising those different things. And so we're going to release some words of knowledge for healing right now. But um, before I go into any physical healing, I want to address some emotional heart stuff right now. I know that the Lord has been doing a lot of things even in the midst of worship. I could feel like um, there's kind of some, uh, I'm going to call it resistance in the room. There were some that were pressing in and we were feeling like a shift and a breakthrough in that. Pulling and contending for those miracles and believing God for the more. But I also know that there may be some in the room that um, have maybe experienced some difficulties. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to like to worship and give a sacrifice of praise in the midst of difficult times. And so I just want to speak to you, those of you who may be doing that, if you're listening online or on the recording or on live stream or whatever, that God is with you right where you are. And he is still speaking life and he is still speaking hope into whatever that situation is. But I do believe we have some words of knowledge about heart healing, um, that we, uh, to have hearts of expectancy, I believe I just spoke into that. But some are dealing with mental anguish, despair, depression, um, uh, shame, right? And any, any bloodlines, um, issues that are coming on in your family and stuff too that might need to be broken as well. So I just want to address that. Just um, right now, if you'll close your eyes with me for just a moment. I just felt it in the room a little bit today. So Father, I just release right now. I'm just going to give you a minute, Holy Spirit, to just do what you want to do with those that you're calling into right now, into that place of oneness with you, into perfect peace. That whatever the circumstances where our eyes get distracted, Father, we recenter our eyes on you. We let everything else wash away. And we come back into agreement, locking eyes with you and who you say that we are. Your beloved. So we thank you, Holy Spirit. As you release hope again. As you woo your sons and daughters back into that place of love, of tenderness, and of care. That you are not distant, but you are close. You're a breath away. You're so close. So thank you, Lord. So I'm just going to give you a minute. Whatever you need to do to get right with God, to surrender whatever needs to be surrendered, anything you've been hanging on to in your hands. Sometimes when we grip things tightly, we have to loosen the grip and release it. The negatives as well as the positives sometimes. The things that we want, our agenda, our desire, any place where we're striving to try to make it happen. The Lord often says, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. If you'll let him move with you, He'll co-labor with you. But Lord, we want to be on your agenda. We want to be in your timing and in the center of your will. So we just confess right now, any place where we have tried to do it on our own, God, I ask you to help our hearts to release those things to you and to trust you into every detail of our lives. Every worry, every fear, every heartache, any loss or grief, any frustrations, any broken relationships, 
things that seem impossible, God. We just prophesied it in song today. There's a miracle coming. So we lean in with expectancy, God. And we thank you in advance. Just in your own way, in your own heart of hearts, just begin to thank him because he is our miracle. Jesus, you are our miracle. And we thank you, God, that hope is a confident expectation of good coming. Let hope arise to every heart right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sometimes we just have to do some heart work, right? And I just want to encourage you, if you need more, we will have our altar team and prophetic team available for you at the end of service. Please don't ever come to service and leave not being prayed for or interacted with in some way. We want to partner with you in prayer with hope and with expectancy for whatever breakthrough you need. Sometimes you just got to share it with somebody, okay? So please, please use our team for that. Um, we're going to release some words of knowledge for healing in the room. We've had some um, released already in the first service and through the prayer team. There may be some more that show up. But if you have any of these things, I'm going to ask you to stand, whether it's you or maybe someone you're contending for and interceding for, feel free to stand. Um, and so if you have back aches going on, anything going on in your back, if there's a bacterial infection or bronchitis that you're fighting, um, and then uh, we got a word of knowledge for diverticulitis, um, some gut issues, um, there was a left knee. We had some miracle left knee healings happen. So if you also, I'm just going to release it again. If there's a left knee in here specifically, now you know if it's a right knee, you can just stand up and grab that one, right? Like God's no respecter of knees either. But just saying, if yours is a left knee, then you know by faith, oh, he's talking to me. Left knee, ankles, something going on with the ankles, either sprained ankles and stuff. I know people have hurt their ankles and their feet, but also fallen arches. I feel like there's something going on with the arch, arches or your arch supports. And then I just heard during worship today, so I feel like it's for second service or somebody, hip ablation. I had to look it up. I didn't even know what that was. Um, so I was like, is that even a thing, God? So hip ablation. If you've had a hip ablation that maybe it's, you know, needing to be redone or something, or maybe God wants to do a supernatural hip ablation. I don't know. But if you got something going on with your hips, you got hip pain, he's talking to you, okay? Because I didn't even know what that, I didn't even know what that word meant. So I had to look it up, but it is a real deal. Hip ablation is a procedure that you're supposed to do. So maybe there's somebody that's, um, has an appointment for one. I have no idea. But if that sounds like you, if that's anywhere, you know, somebody who's in that, please take that with you. Because here's the thing. We may release words of knowledge here in the service, right? But if you'll remember them throughout the week, there may be somebody at work, somebody in your neighborhood, somebody that you're talking to later on, and they may share, oh, yeah, my left knee's hurting, or, oh, I'm scheduled for a hip ablation. And you're like, pow, there it is. Hey, we're supposed to pray for you. Go ahead and step out by faith and pray for them when you get a chance because the word never returns void. So if this is the Lord speaking, like there's no time stamp on this thing, right? Like we don't always know when he wants to do it. So we want to make sure that we pray. So then the next thing is we also had um, an invitation of the Lord to have anyone who has actually seen a miracle with your own hands. If you've prayed for somebody, if you have seen a miracle, if you've seen healings happen or whatever, if you'll stand and come forward to the front of the room for me. And it may be half the room, I don't know. This time again too. Yeah. So the whole point of this activation is um, a word of knowledge is kind of released that, that those who have seen miracles, if you have prayed and you've seen miracles happen, 
The Lord's reminding you of those testimonies, right? So you're, you're like our first wave um, prayer ministry team right now. Like the Lord has enlisted you because you have seen it. You have the power of the testimony. I know that I know that that when, when we pray, it's not me that's healing him. God did it, but I have testimonies. And when you have the power of the testimony and the blood of the lamb, we defeat the enemy, right? Okay, so anyone else that is standing that's still out here that needs a healing, I want all of you guys to be the first people to kind of jump in and pray for those people. And some of you might have been people that were standing that needed a healing, so feel free to grab somebody next to you standing in line or whatever, or two. So we're going to kind of group up into teams and begin to pray for healing right now. So if you'll gravitate toward those who are still standing and need a healing, if some of you had come up and you need a healing, just raise your hand and make sure that you're partnering with a few people that need a healing right there. Tina Kim needs, yeah, so just make sure that you've got a couple of people around you to pray. And everyone is invited in. So just begin to ask them what it is that they need God. What do they need healing for? And uh, it can be a brief story. You don't have to spend a long time, but just tell them kind of what happened, what you need healing for, maybe on a scale of 0 to 10, what kind of pain you're in, what you can't do. And then we're going to go after it with childlike faith. Just begin to pray. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We speak to the pain to go now in Jesus' name. We speak to the muscles to loosen. We command inflammation to go in Jesus' name. We command backs to come into alignment. Every disc, move. Hips come into alignment. God, we ask for you to recreate whatever needs to be recreated right now. Release creative miracles, any cartilage that's needed. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. We command healing be released. Joints come into wholeness in Jesus' name. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And you can keep your prayers really simple. And so now test it out. Jesus, when he prayed for the blind man, he spit mud and stuck it in his eye. And he says, okay, now what do you see? He tested it out. And then he healed him spiritually. He was able to see angels in the spirit. And then he prayed for him a second time so that his physical eyes could be healed. So do what you didn't, couldn't do before. Test it out. See if there's anything different. If you can notice anything. If you feel a shift. If you feel a shift at all, just raise one hand up in the air for me and wave at me. All right, we've got one in the room so far. Thank you, God. Two. Thank you, Jesus. All right, now let's pray again, right? So we want to test it out, but then pray again because we want to go to 100%. 100%. Sometimes we just have to contend for 100%. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you that you're moving. We bless what you're doing right now, Holy Spirit, and we say increase it. Increase it all the way, God, to 100% healing never to return again. We fill them with the Holy Spirit, baptizing them in all fullness. If there's a spirit of infirmity, we cast it out right now in Jesus' name and tell it to leave and never come back again and fill every vacated place with your presence, with your Holy Spirit, God, with your light and your life. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Now test it out again. I know sometimes you may have to do, you know, other kinds of blood tests or anything else, but if you can test it out, test it out. Move around. Notice if you feel sometimes a heat, a cooling, a tingling, 
Sometimes you won't feel anything at all, but you'll just recognize, oh, I couldn't raise my hand, and now I can raise my hand. We had a guy in first service. Today couldn't raise his hands over his head, and today he was able to. It's amazing. We had several healings. All right. Thank you, God. Okay, so again, if you felt a shift, if something moved, wave one hand at me. One hand up in the air. Really high, please. One, two. Thank you, God. We praise God for those two so far. Now, if you had complete healing, wave two hands in the air like this. All right. Woo! We got one with Dorothy right here. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Thank you. Thank you, God. Amen. Now, a couple things. The reason why we do this is because all of you are to be activated in healing. If you're a son and daughter of the kingdom, you get to do this anywhere, anytime. Okay? It's not you, the healer. It's Jesus. But he wants to use us to do this. And it's very simple. You don't have to have profound prayers. You're 100%. Woo! Yay! Good. Tell me what happened. They just prayed for me over my knee, and I just started feeling loosening up, and it, I can now walk a little bit better. Yay. Thank you, God. Thank you for that testimony. Dorothy, do you mind sharing about your back? What was going on before, and what can you do now? Well, it was just hurting. <laughs> it was just hurting and just feeling really, really stiff and um, painful. I woke up this morning with pain. And um, when they put their hands on there, I don't know. I can't, I can't describe the feeling, but it just felt like a cloud. <laughs> it felt like a cloud. And the pain and the stiffness is gone. And I'm like, wow, yay. That's yeah, awesome. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. There's power in the testimony. Okay, so as we rehearse and we remember testimonies, right, testimonies in Scripture, they're all accessible. They're all usable. So it's important because we want to equip you guys everywhere you go when you leave this place as well. You may hear the words of knowledge, or you just might see somebody hobbling around on crutches at HEB, and you're like, oh, goodness, what happened? Hey, can I pray for you? Like right now in the middle of HEB. And that's why I'm trying to teach you guys to pray simple, short prayers, okay? It doesn't have to be awkward or weird, but you keep your eyes open while you're watching so that you can see what happens. And the reason why I share that is because if they fall out in the spirit, you can catch them. And if something happens, you, know, you always want to keep your eyes open to watch what the Holy Spirit's doing. You can see it on their face. You may see tears showing up. You never know. So you always want to be able to watch while you're praying. Um, if for some reason while you're praying something gets worse, if it gets worse, then you know, Randy Clark says, if you spot them, then you got them, right? Because they never want to be seen. So it's a spirit of infirmity. If it gets worse in the middle of your praying, then you know you can cast it out. It's something to be cast out. It's not just a healing that's needed. Does that make sense? And so it's important that you do that. Did you have a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on up. Yeah, yeah. Testimony of emotional healing today. Thank you, God. Thank you. And so it was really hard to be here. For me, and when we were just sitting there with my son, I started praying. I said, Lord, I just came for you. I came to see what you have to tell me and what's going on in my heart. And when I was praying, the Lord brought me to that moment when the Messiah is going, when he's going through the, the multitude of people, and this woman touched his robe. And so my spirit started crying out, I'm not going to let you just go by. I just need your healing. And I felt his presence so strong that I could grab his robe. And he 
paid attention to me. And I feel like he, he just took this way that I was feeling in my heart. And I was trying to, I started crying out loud saying, Lord, I'm not just going to let you buy. The Messiah is coming through and I'm not going to let you buy. And I'm going to grab onto your rope and you're going to heal me because you are my healer. And it's just amazing. His presence is still here. And I still feel like some of us feel, come to him and, and we have to cry out like sons and daughters because he's willing to give us what we need but we have to let him know that he is our healing we're not just gonna let him go by us so i just felt that very strongly and Amen. i just wanted to share Amen. it thank yes, you thank you stay right here for just a moment y'all reach out your hand for me i'm just gonna fill her up right now holy spirit fill her up and baptize her from head to toe god we thank you for the hunger that's inside of her reset that fire deep inside of her bones that hunger within her father and release joy 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 overflowing joy to her we thank you god i bless the hunger in her god release joy and breakthrough in jesus name amen thank you thank you for sharing that thank you so much listen it takes courage to share testimony Right? We're all, we're all on a journey. We're all in a process. But I do want to say that if you were prayed for or if you're still contending for a healing, guard your heart to not be disappointed. I always like to talk about this because it's easy for us to sometimes disappoint God from the throne if we start to battle the thoughts in our mind like, well, God, why did you heal them and not me? And I've been there. Right? Like I have scoliosis, I have an extra vertebra in my back, and I've had multiple times where pain has gone, but it's not completely healed. And the Lord's given me a promise that my back will be straight one day. And so I've just been contending for it. But I'm in the middle of a room or a conference, and I see five or six people with specific scoliosis being released as a word of knowledge. I stand up, and five or six people get healed, and I am not. And the weird thing is that some of them are deliverances, some of them are like the back's actually shifted, and there's different ways you can kind of test it. And I had to walk through that same mental journey of, okay, you're still God and you're still healing and maybe today's not my day and I don't know why and I don't understand it, but I'm going to contend. I don't have to beg. I'm not going to compare. I'm not going to compete. There's no competition in the kingdom, but I'm going to keep my eyes fixed on you and wait until you show up in my life and you manifest in that way. And you just have to hang on. You have to hang on to that promise and not let the lie of the enemy get in there. Does that make sense? Like, this is what you have to do. But I also will say to you that we're also using wisdom because God's a God of science. And if you need to go to a doctor, if you need to go to, you know, and get medicine, then do it, right? That's not a second class healing. There's lots of different ways that God can use um, people and other situations to be able to heal you, other treatments and things So do it, go after it. But we can always pray for plan A. We can always contend and pray for plan A for God to touch you. And remember that miracles happen in an instant, but healing sometimes takes time. In, in the Bible, if you study healing, you just watch Jesus through the Gospels, right? When he healed the ten lepers, he healed them all, but they were on a three-day journey to Jerusalem, and they weren't healed until they got there, but only one came back to thank him, right? And so it's very important that we thank God even in the middle of the journey while we're contending for the healing, even if it hasn't shown up. Thank you, God, that you are my healer, that I am whole, and I am whole in you, and my body will come into alignment, so we have to watch what we speak and what we come into agreement, but we contend for it, right? We contend. Even though it can be difficult, we still contend, and we leave the results up to God. Amen? Amen. All right, now I'm going to ask the prophetic ministry team to go ahead and come on up. We're going to move in some personal prophetic ministry, and then I've got a corporate word, and if someone else has a corporate word, we'll release that again um, as well in here. But... um. 
But when we give a personal prophetic word, we go through these protocols that must edify, exhort, and give comfort. That's what Paul um, taught, and that's exactly how Jesus did it. So we're always going to love with the love of the Father when we minister in all the gifts. The word says in 1 Corinthians, if I speak in the tongue of men and of angels and I have not love, I'm a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. Like it doesn't matter what we do, what we speak. It doesn't matter if it's not done with love. And so every time we release um, a gift, whether it's praying for you for healing or we release a prophetic ministry, it should always draw you closer to God, right, and back into his word, not to any one of us, right? We're just conduits just like you guys, right? Everybody can hear God. You had to hear him to say yes to him at least once. So what's really important to me is that you know there's revelation, interpretation, and application when it comes to prophetic ministry. We're going to do our best to receive revelation and give our interpretation, but the application is up to you. And you're the one that has to test the word. You're the one who's to judge the word. If it lights up in your heart, spirit's talking to you, then he's talking to you. Even if we give a word to somebody else on this side of the room, right? But you're, you're buzzing over here. It's like, oh, that's for me. Grab it, right? Grab it by faith. And like, oh, God's talking to me. He wants me to know that that's mine as well, okay? So an invitation is there when we release prophetic ministry as well. So who wants to start? Okay, I have something for you. So it, it's kind of cool that you sit in the front, but God says it's time for you to sit in the front. It is time for you to come from the back to the front, and it is time for you to step out that your voice matters, and it's time for you to begin to speak. Yeah, we were talking before the service, and that exact word came out that his voice matters. The voice, the voice of both um, Sean and, and Nico matter. It, it's the same for all of us in the church, but God is calling you two guys into a new new era in your life, a new season of, of speaking truth to life in, um, in the younger generations, and you both know that that's coming. And I just bless what God is doing. I, I decree over you that, um, that in this season that, that you will be uh, like the, the father of the prodigals, bringing them home and back into the church and awakening a new hunger in uh, young, young men especially, but young men and women that you come into contact with. In Jesus' name, I, I decree and I bless what God is doing in your lives. Ma'am, when you were talking about how you saw him walking by, he had an answer to what you said, and his answer comes from Isaiah 61.3. Number one, he said, your prayers and your intentional words have reached the heavens as incense to his ears, and he calls forth. And he says in Isaiah 61.3 that he has bestowed on you a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. He said, you will be called an oak of righteousness and a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. I hear him say that the things you've been crying out for and the miracles that he, you've been crying out for, they're here. And so we just release that over you. I got a new word. Um, so this lovely lady here at the blue headband. Hi. Yes, you. Um, so you were highlighted to me, and so I'm still processing it. So that's fun. Put on the spot. Um, but what's your name, beautiful? Magnolia? 
Oh, awesome. Okay, so what I saw was, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the painting, The Girl with the Pearl Earring, it's called. Um, it's a very famous painting. You get to look it up later. Uh, but I was trying to look it up and see if there was any significance. But no, but this is what I saw. And so I feel like Jesus is saying, um, though it's called the girl with the pearl earring. And I feel like Jesus is your pearl. Like, you're the girl who gets to wear him. You're the girl that gets to flaunt him. Like, everywhere, like, the ear, the portrait, by the way, is like this, right? Like, so it's like a side profile with the big old pearl earring. So I feel like Jesus is saying that he's going to magnify you. And he's, and he's going to be all over you. Um, I declare breaking off of, like, humility to a certain sense that, like, I don't want to be seen. Like, but Jesus is saying, I need you to be seen so I could be seen on you. So I just, I just declare that you are supposed to stand out, that you are supposed to be seen and noticed and recognized as everyone turns around and looks at you. Because Jesus, this is the only way he's going to be seen is if you are seen. So I just declare right now a boldness over you, a comfortability and a breaking of that shell that you're going to be comfortable being in the spotlight because it's him that's shining on you. And so I just declare that over you, that that new season, that new breaking through, that it's okay for him to shine with you and it's okay for eyes to land on you. And I just bless you with that. Um, when I saw Magnolia, just the minute I heard your name, I saw the bloom. And Magnolia trees are gorgeous. They're big. They're beautiful. But the blooms are really, really big and beautiful. And the minute I saw it open up, I just heard the Lord say, that's what I'm doing. I'm gently opening her up into the new things that I have for her. And so I feel like it's a fresh season for you. It's like a new thing he's, that you're stepping into right now. But it's big and it's beautiful. And I also then felt a fragrance. I, I, I don't know what Magnolia smell like specifically as a scent. But when I smelled it, it smelled very much like of a vanilla, pure, gentle fragrance. And it like moved in the room. And so I feel like what the Lord is saying is that you move him, that the fragrance of your love, of your worship, and of your tenderness and your heart toward him, that it moves his heart and that he's wooing you into the secret place with him right now. It's a very tender thing. And he's sheltering you in that with him. So he's very, very close to you and very near. And he's drawing you into the secret place with him in a greater way. So I bless that in you, in Jesus' name. So um, I don't know if it's because I'm hungry, but I immediately thought of the Magnolia Pancake House. And, and I, I say that uh, God is opening up a new hospitality in you, that, that your home is a home of, of welcome and peace. Um, your home is a, a home where God is... is um, present and and um, felt um, that your table is a, a place where people not only get sped, fed um, physically but spiritually and emotionally as well and I just uh, bless what God is doing in this new season in your life and I just uh, agree with what she said um, God loves you and he loves smiling at you you are the apple of his eye in Jesus name uh, is there anyone here whose na last name is Lynch? Lynch, does that mean anything to anybody? Okay, maybe online. Um, how about Alyssa? Okay, well, don't know if you don't try. Okay. Shall I get 
word anyway? Okay. So to whoever is online probably who might be watching this later, um, the word I got was that you were in a bush, like you were hedging your bets, staying hidden, and the Lord is calling you out, and he's actually accelerating you, putting you on a bullet train. You're going to be accelerated. Um, I don't know if uh, is this is like a hedge fund man management or merger like with business, but you are no longer hidden under what you were doing, and now you're being called out and accelerated. So if Lynch uh, could be a maiden name, I don't know, um, or Alyssa, that was the tether to that. So um, no longer are you to merge and blend in and hide, but you're going to be accelerated like a bullet being propelled forward. Um, I'll open it up because I was given it just a second ago. In the green... Yep, that's you, Michaela. Um, victory is what I keep hearing over you. We declare anything that would try to stifle your purpose must go. In the name of Jesus, we say to the heaviness of any kind, go. Proverbs 18.21 decrees that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so right here, right now, we choose to declare these words. There is no name above his name. So we lift up the name of our king, and we declare victory in your life. And I also hear that there is a recognition of a need for provision that you've been asking for. And he says it's here. He's, he, you're, you've got it. So we just thank you, Lord, and we release that over her. I don't know what it's over, but the thing is, is that it's needed now. And he blesses you with that right now. So we just release that. Um, Michaela, I know your name means who is like our God. So I have a brother who was Michael. Who is like our God? And it's a question. It's like who is like our God? But it actually is not a question. It's an exclamation, right? It's an exclamation of who is like our God. He is unbelievable. So I, I hear him saying, like, all the names of God are running through my head right now. And he's like, who is like our God? Who is like our God? And he's revealing these different facets of who he is for you. And it reminds me of a question that Graham Cook always says. Instead of saying why in a circumstance, he always says, God, who do you want to be to me now that I didn't know before this moment? What aspect of you are you revealing to me in this situation that you want to reveal yourself to me? So he's already saying provider over here and stuff too, Jaira, yeah. And so there are going to be some names of God that are going to stand out to you right now in this season. I just see you kind of writing them out or whatever, praying them, releasing them. I know John Paul Jackson has a whole like book on the I am's and all the names of God. I've been singing the names of God lately just in my own prayer time. So I just hear those kinds of things coming out of your mouth. And I just saw the word shalom just get released as I just said that too. It's like the peace of God is going to wrap himself around you because he is the I am that I am, and he's revealing new measures of who he is to you in this season, and, I, and I'm releasing a, a confidence to trust in that, that it's not just a title, it comes with everything that comes with that. It's a manifestation of that name. So as you're praying that name, and you're decreeing that name, and you're claiming that name, as you're looking at whatever the circumstance is, God, you are this, you are this, and I declare this over that situation. That is like speaking to the mountain and making it move and going to the sea. But I hear him saying, use my name. Use my name. Use my name. Yeah, in Jesus' name. Good. New word. And this is for you. And um, I see the Lord taking you to Proverbs, and I hear him saying you're a wisdom walker. Um, you're walking in wisdom. 
And um, I just want to do that as confirmation to you. I think that's confirmation that the Lord has gifted you with wisdom, right? And so I just decree that you have what you need as far as knowledge, insight, revelation, and now you just get to walk it out. So I just bless you to walk out the wisdom the Lord's bestowed on you. Um, I just saw the Lord put a big stick in your hand, and as I was asking about the big stick, um, I felt like it was a shepherd's rod. And in the shepherd's rod, um, with the way that they would hold it, they would actually mark their family history on the rods. Um, so when you think about the rod of Aaron, the rod of Moses or whatever, it actually would mark um, names in history as they passed those down, uh, down from son to father. Sorry, from father to son. And it went down the generations. And it was it became like a a way to testify to the goodness of God. Like it was almost like a journal, if you will, if I can say it that way. It was like a journal of all the testimonies of the ways that God broke through. So if you imagine, they would start at the bottom of the of the uh, staff or whatever it is. And so I feel like the Lord says he's put that stick in your hand right now so that you can remember him and then remember things that he has done in your life. That there's something about the invitation of remembering what was um, but you're in a new season right now. So it's one thing to remember what was. I feel like he's actually inviting you into faith like we were um, earlier when people were reminded of the testimonies of God. God is reminding you of what he did before in your life so that you can remember who he still is in your life today. And I feel like he wants you to review and rehearse those testimonies because those testimonies will be able to speak to your present situation right now. And so he is still that same God. He, he did that then. He can do it again. Just like we were singing that today, he can do it again, right? And so I just believe that there's an invitation there, that there are some specific testimonies I think he's going to bring to your mind and your memory if he hasn't already while I'm talking to say, hey, remember, I did that. I can do it again. I might do it differently this time. So trust me in it. But I did it then. I can do it again in Jesus' name. So I saw you standing before like an optical illusion painting, and I feel like it's plans that the Lord has given you, but it's like it doesn't quite make sense looking at it. But I just declare that right now I see you walking closer and closer to it and it coming more and more into focus and coming alive. So I just declare that the plans that the Lord has given you I feel like you've been like, it's fuzzy, Lord. I don't really know which way to go with this. Like. And so I just declare that that's broken off right now in the name of Jesus and that as you step closer, that he, that whatever barricade has been keeping you back would be removed right now so you can step closer and it could come in a perfect vision and come alive in you in Jesus' name. And I just keep hearing over and over and over, you've got everything you need in your hands. That's already there. It's already there. It's just the recognition of it and walking in that. So it's an invitation to step into that and recognize that it's already in your hands. Um, in the teal shirt, Abraham. Okay, Abraham. So I actually saw you standing um, in the middle of this field and it's storming. And, and there's like this box on the ground, just just a square box. You're standing in the center of it, and you've gotten really used to the storm. Like you can stand in it, and you can stand, and you can stand. And I saw lightning come down and break up the storm. It was like it, it hit the ground, and the storm broke. And I just felt the peace of God come in that moment. And he said, you're walking into a season where you're actually going to feel his peace in a deep way. And that things that you have been asking the Lord for, they are going to come forward now. 
looks like this is a season of promise for you and the storm is broken. Yeah, I totally see that, that, that the storm that you've been going through is God's preparation for the peace that he's going to come, that he's going to bring upon you that, that has, he's already started to bring upon you that you're going to be a carrier of peace. Like my beautiful bride is a carrier of peace. And that when you walk into a room, your smile is the one that's going to break the atmosphere of chaos in, in places. And peace is going to go with you wherever you go. It's going to be the peace of God, but you're the carrier of it. You're the, you're the donkey that he rides in on, okay? So I just I bless you with that, and I bless you with the peace of God that passes all understanding all the days of your life. In Jesus' name. We declare Isaiah 22, 22 over you. He will open doors that no one shall shut, and he will shut doors that no one shall open. You will be the father of many sons, and you will raise up sons and daughters. For Sarah. So, yeah, if you want to record. So, when I was walking around worshiping, um, your your shirt was uh, highlighted to me the 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 huntress that's on your on your shirt, and um, what was highlighted over your head were the words discerner. So you you you've been given the gift of discernment. It's hard for anybody to pull the wool over your eyes, and that's a gift that God is using uh, to seek out and find the good in people. And to recognize the bad to stay away from, so um, he's. I see also the the breaker anointing in your life. So I just praise you and thank you, God, for what you're doing with Sarah. I praise you and and thank you, God, for the the anointing that you're um, putting on her life. Uh, I I see angels um, going with you wherever you go. And they're going to help you with the with that discernment. They're you're you're going to be able to see the right from the wrong really quickly. And your friends are are going to be dependent upon you to help them make good decisions. So your voice is very very important. You are a gatekeeper. You were made to see. So step into that fully. All right, so last month, I kept feeling tightness in my chest, and I couldn't quite breathe in deep, and it came back. So I was like, all right, Jesus. So I don't know who it is, or I think it's actually maybe multiple of you physically or spiritually feel a tightness in your chest, like you cannot take a deep breath. It's almost like you're drowning, like you can't inhale fully. It's like you can only get a gasp, and then you're back under. So I just declare for any of you who have been feeling that physically or spiritually, that you just can't get ahead. You, you're just surviving. You're just taking enough breaths to go through. I just declare that broken right now in the name of Jesus. I declare full breaths. I declare that the Lord would just breathe in you and expand your lungs, that you would even 
be able to hold your breath longer than anyone else because there's such an oxygen capacity in your lungs. And I thank you, Father, that whatever has been keeping them restricted would be just broken off and that it would be turned to your glory, that it would be a stepping stool, that it would be a step up, that the enemy would have to pay for whatever restrictions he put on you because you are free. I just declare like a butterfly coming out of cocoon that it's okay that it was restriction for a time, but now it's time to fly. So I just declare for each and every one of you full expansion of your lungs so that you may breathe out, so you may speak out, and so you may pour into others in Jesus' name. And for the one right here in the glasses, I don't know your name, but does the name Shelly mean anything to you? Do you have a Shelly in your life? Okay, so I'm not sure if this is for you or if it's for Shelly or not, but I heard the name Shelly when I saw you. Um, but I feel like as I was asking the Lord about you, can you tell me your name? Rebecca, okay. Um, I wonder if it's for Shelly, but I don't know. But when I was asking about Shelly, I was like, well, who's Shelly? Because I didn't feel like it was you. Um, and I asked about this, and, and, and I felt like it was someone connected to you. So it may be something to pray into and to see if it's a word to be able to release, or there may be a partnering of this word. I never really know. But as I heard the word Shelly and as I was asking him, I actually saw you writing and praying. Um, I don't know if you were writing a letter, writing a note or something, but I saw you writing, and then I heard a woman of the word. And so I feel like he's saying that you're a woman of the word. I don't know if this is you or, and or Shelly, but I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to release it to you to pray through. And if it don't feel like it fits, then it might be for her, and you just pray about whether or not you're supposed to give it to her or not. But I, I heard the Lord say, woman of the word. And so as I saw that, I saw you in the word, and I saw you taking notes as you were reading and as you were taking notes. Um, and I feel like you're somebody who goes deep in the word and you dissect the word and then you pray the word. And so there's a real strong intercession gift that you carry, actually. And that intercession gift is actually going to increase in you in this season. But it's not just about between you and God and your little private notes and stuff. I feel like this is something to be passed on. So I don't know what that is, that I, but I see you writing, journaling it out in that quiet time of the Lord and then giving it. And so part of me again, test this, but part of me feels like there's something, there's a word that you're going to get from the Lord for Shelly um, that you're to release to her. So pray into that, whatever that looks like. But I do want to affirm that you're a woman of the word. I saw you the one reading the word and writing the note, writing the journal, whatever it was. Um, and I heard intercessor and I feel like that was for you. So that's why I'm not really sure how the Shelly part fits, but I'll leave that with you and God to decide. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, good. Anybody have a corporate word up here? Okay, so y'all go ahead and go ahead and sit down. I'm going to release a corporate word really quick. Um, some of what I'm going to release today has been released before, but I felt the need to be able to, um, to do it again today for some reason and to add on. Much like prophecy, sometimes we know in part, we prophesy in part, he gives us puzzle pieces. That's why we do add-on words sometimes, right, for other people to have a different interpretation or a different word for the same person. This is a corporate word, and I feel like it's not just for legacy churches, for the body of Christ. Um, and so he reminded me um, of a couple of things here in the last several months. He's had me go back and look at my prophetic words, and he's then had to go make me look at my um, uh, dream journals and then my prayer journals, and had me go all the way back. And I've been writing these sermon books and prayer journals were for a very long time and so there's a lot of them so I just went through and I've just been line by line reading through them as he's been highlighting things um, especially in my history when I was younger before I even knew Holy Spirit and even knew anything about the gifts or my call um, but he was highlighting see Cindy even back then look what I was building and so there's just some affirmation and so the Lord is inviting us into looking at the timeline of our life 
um, and he's redeeming the time, right? And so he wants you to go back, look at your prophetic words, look at some of your journals and the things that he's already taught you and told you. It might even be looking through your Bible and seeing what verses he's highlighted or what really jumps out at you um, or whatever. But he's, he's wanting to review your history in him right? Because he wants to teach you about your history in him because there's something new that he's doing right now that he needs settled. He needs something settled in you as you move into this next season of what he's moving you into. And it's really important because um, as I prophesied, um, coming from 2023 into 2024, or even in the Hebrew calendar back in September, I gave some of these words, and the Lord said that we are entering into the open door. That's the year of the open door. I'm sure you've heard that from a lot of different people. Um, and the Lord said we were going from the Psalm 23, which is all about the shepherd, right? The shepherd providing and taking care of you. Um, and so, we needed 2023 to prepare for 2024 and to equip us into 2024 because he's doing something brand new. And then he gave me Psalm 24, which I'll read to you here in just a moment, for 2024. But in that word, he also highlighted a couple of different dreams. And one was, as I was going through my dream journals, he highlighted one from back in 20, uh, 2006. And um, I, I just remember... The dream was a dream within a dream. When you have a dream within a dream, so I'm going to try to communicate it as clear as I can. But in the, in the dream, what I remember is um, I was uh, in the room. I was staying at my sister's house for Christmas. It was the exact same room we were actually sleeping in that night. And I went, it's like God woke me up, and he had me look out the window. And out the window was pitch black, except I saw these little light sticks, you know, like the little neon light sticks or whatever. I saw thousands of light sticks floating in the sky. And I'm like, Lord, what is that? What's going on? And as I leaned in to look and I peered at one of them, I began to recognize it was an angel. And the angel was standing like this. And it was flapping his arms. And, but it was eager. It was kind of like waiting for God to say go. But it wasn't going to move. But it was just waiting. It was just hovering. And all of them were doing that like all over. And I'm like, okay, what is that about? I don't know what that's about. So then in my dream... It's a dream within a dream. So then I woke up and I tell Chris, oh, my gosh, I just had this dream. God showed me all these angels outside, and they're waiting, and, like, something's about to happen, you know, kind of a thing. And they're all waiting, and he's like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Cindy, you need to write this one down. And then I actually woke up, like, for real. Okay, so, so, so when the Lord tells you to write it down, you write it down. And remember, well, the Lord is bringing that back, and I think that's for right now. is because the angels are on assignment now. There's been lots of um, uh, prophetic words. I know I've been listening to Tim Sheets at Oasis Church as well, and he's released similar words about right now is a time. He prophesied that there's a time similar to in the book of Luke at the birth of Jesus, that there's a supernatural invasion of the angelic um, heavenly host, and particularly seraphim that were being engaged. And so I felt like that was a confirmation of this season right now. And then another dream that I released a few months back also that I had never shared anyone with this dream either, um, that and long story short is I was outside again in the dark. There's something about darkness and light that he's talking about in this too, right? The world is growing dark, but we're the light of the world with, with the Lord. So I was outside on campus in an old college I used to go to, and it was very dark. It was kind of a party atmosphere, although that doesn't happen there. But anyway, it was like the things of the world were in the darkness, right? And we went into the gym, and it was joyful. It was playful. People were playing basketball, and it was like intramurals was going on or whatever. Lots of fellowshipping was happening. So think about outer court, inner court, and then the Holy of Holy. 
holy. So I go into the locker room, and he has me go into the locker room, only it looks like the locker room, but it actually is more like a doctor's waiting room. And everybody that was there was waiting on the doctor who was in the coach's office, right, um, in the doctor's uh, office or whatever, to be healed. So I knew everyone in there was needing a healing. And as I looked at everybody, I just sat on the bench and watched everybody. I could tell, oh, this one has asthma. Oh, this one has this. This one has that. And he was just kind of showing me all these things that needed healing. Well, in the dream, I left the room, same scene in the gym, same scene outside. And when I came back, um, long story short, I came back in there, everyone was gone. So I was like, oh, everybody must have already gone through. So, of course, I went into where um, the coach's office or the doctor's office would be. And the minute I did, there was a group of women that were praying. And these women are intercessors. They were saying things like, okay, so who here is going to volunteer to pray for the children? There's things that need to break through for the children. Who's here going to pray for the healing ministry, a particular famous healing evangelist? So there's different things. They're like, okay, we're all going to come into agreement and pray, right? And then they invite me in to pray. And we huddle up kind of like you do when, when I played volleyball or soccer. You cross your arms to pray like this and you grab hands with each other. And, and like as I bowed, a scene opened up. I had a vision of a table right in front of me, and what I saw were three giant books. They're about four inches thick, super big books. And the one, and the Lord had me look at it from right to left. And the book on the right was two thirds open, and I couldn't read it, but it was open on the table. And the next book was standing up, and the next book was standing up. And on the binder, all I could read was Second Pentecost, and then Second Coming. And then I woke up. Now, I've been praying into this word for a very, very long time. I still, to this day, don't really know what all that means, except that, I mean, I don't have like a Latter-day theology for all of you who, who know that theology. But anyway, I, I'm praying into that. And when the Lord told me to release that for this year, he said, this is that. And I've heard that phrase, and I felt it again, and I've heard that phrase again and again in a couple of different sermons. And um, Tim even released one in, the, in one of his as well. When he said, this is that, then I remembered, of course, where do we hear that in the Bible? Peter. Peter, when he's talking about it, he says, this is that which has been prophesied in the Old Testament, right? Um, um, and being able to release um, the word of the Lord, the spirit of the Lord. Well, you know, you're going to prophesy, you're going to dream dreams, your old men will see visions and all of that. Well, he was talking about Pentecost. He was explaining what was happening at Pentecost to explain this is that, that which was already prophesied. So I feel like that's a confirmation of the Lord of this word of this is that, this is that season. We're going to be saying this is that because we've just entered into the second book this year. Like he, he made it very clear to me, and again, I don't know. A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day for the Lord, right? So I don't understand this all. I'm just giving to you what pieces I have right now. But I absolutely believe that when we talk about entering into a new era, lots of people are talking about we've entered the kingdom age. What I know is, is the first book is closed and the second book has opened. And just because the binder says Second Pentecost, um, what I've been praying into, it's kind of like a trilogy. Like I like Lord of the Rings. And so when you look at a trilogy of anything, and there could be books before and there could be books after, but there's these three books that are highlighted on the table that he showed me. Well, the middle book is when, like, everything ramps up, right? The hero of the story in the first book is just figuring out who they are, but they really kind of come into it. But right in the second book is, like, the clash of the kingdoms. We're a war. We're in a war season right now. If you don't know that, we are. Um, more than ever, um, culturally in our nation, around the world, and all of that that's happening that's been ramped up, right? And what? The sons of daughters need to be revealed right now. So we have to come into knowing who we are. So just like in that second book, right, in the Twin Towers, we've got to be able to know who we are, and we've got to find our people. So we've got to be able to lock arms and to be able to go in together. This is not a solo journey. Like, we've got to be able to find our people to lock arms to be able to go on mission with, right? And so that's the whole point of the second book before you can get into the final battle, right, in the third book. And then there's major victory because we know the second coming 
there's victory, right? We already know the victory by the end of it. So I don't know the timing of the Lord with all of this. I just know that we've crossed into a new season, into a new era. And he wants that emphasized again, because just like, again, a lot of these messages, even the Isaiah 22, 22 is a word that I gave. He opens doors that no man can shut. He shuts doors that no man can open. But the biggest one that we heard, and even multiple times, it was confirmed in words given in the first service, that it's about shutting the door behind you. When he shuts a door, like you've got to move into the next one. So a few weeks back, the Lord gave me another word while I was visiting uh, Gloria Zion at a prayer meeting over there. And they have a, a garden, a beautiful garden, Israel garden of the 12 tribes and things. But when we were there in that prayer thing, the Lord gave me a word for a lady going to Israel, and then he unpacked it as a corporate word. And basically it's this, that there, he, there's a line drawn in the sand, kind of like in Gideon's army, right? And only the remnant, those who are really ready, are going to step forward. Because all the others were basically said, hey, if you're scared, you can go home right? So all the scared went home. That was like the first cut, okay? And so those that were really thirsty, those that were really going to, like, they're going to go, like, those are the ones. Like, he whittled down the army to the 300. So that's who we are as the remnant right now. So there's a line drawn in the sand. Whose camp are you in? Are you going to step forward and step into it, right? This is what we've got to do. And then the Lord released the word threshold. He says there's a threshold. And as I was praying for this lady and gave her a personal word, the Lord said it was actually a corporate word. And the vision that I saw was Jesus, the bridegroom God, carrying a bride over the threshold. So much like there's an old tradition of a husband would take their new bride, right, and then carry them over the threshold of their home. Well, where that tradition came from was in the Roman culture. And so the Romans believed that when a husband took a wife and they carried her, the reason why she didn't walk over, she carried her is because it was symbolic of a union that they were making and the old is gone, the new is now. So everything in her history, her identity from her previous family, all of that stuff, and especially any negatives going on you know, in the family line, all of that was cut off when he crossed over the threshold and into a new thing because she now has a new identity as her wife, a new family name and all of that, right? We get a new name that was also prophesied today. So all of this is all kind of coming together. And as he was saying, a threshold, when I saw that, I actually saw not just a um, Jesus carrying the bride over that threshold. Um, I saw it like going through a doorway because we're going through the open door, right? But then in the garden, he kept highlighting there's like a gate as well. And then there's also several archways, like in a garden. And when he showed it to me, it was like a small little archway, but then it expanded into kind of like the gates that you see in a Texas ranch. There's these big, you know, iron gates or whatever, but it also has like the name of the ranch and an archway kind of above it. So I saw that. And then the next scene he showed me, it was like a giant archway into a city, like a, a stone one or whatever. And so I was like, I don't know. I thought it was maybe Jerusalem when I was prophesying over this woman. But, um, but I see Jesus, the one doing it right? He's the one carrying us over into that as the bridegroom God. So it's important that we know who we are in this. But when I read through Psalm 24, I'm going to read it in the Passion Translation, but I want you to hear because the scriptures that we know in this passage is lift up your heads, O ye gates, right? Like he calls you the gate. He calls you the doorway. So it's about you and your relationship with him. Yet he describes himself the entire time through this as being the king of glory. It's all about the glory and the glory is going to be revealed, right? And Isaiah 61 says, right, the deep darkness covers the face of the earth, but his glory is going to rise upon you. So just remember that's part of it. The king of glory, David's poetic praise to God, creation's king, Yahweh claims the world as his, and everything and everyone belong to him. He's the one who pushed back oceans to let the dry ground appear, planting firm foundations for the earth. Who comes before the king? Who then is allowed to ascend the mountain of Yahweh? And who has the privilege of entering into God's holy place? Those who are clean. 
whose works and ways are pure, whose hearts are true and sealed by the truth, those who never deceive, whose words are sure, they will receive Yahweh's blessing and righteousness given by the Savior God. They will stand before God, for they seek the pleasure of God's face, the God of Jacob. Pause in his presence. Selah, right? The king is coming. So wake up, you living gateways. Lift up your heads, you doorways of eternity. Welcome the king of glory, for he is about to come through you. You ask, who is this king of glory? Yahweh, armed and ready for battle. Yahweh, invincible in every way. So wake up, you living gateways, and rejoice. Fling wide, you eternal doors. Here he comes. The king of glory is ready to come in. You ask, who is this king of glory? He is Yahweh, armed and ready for battle. The mighty one, the invincible commander of heaven's hosts. Yes, he is the king of glory. Pause in his presence. Selah. Amen. So, Father, I thank you for this word as you've released it again and again. And as you're adding to it, Father, I ask that our hearts are good soil, that we receive it like an incorruptible seed, that you water it, you germinate it, Father, and you let it bring forth new life, new vision, new hope for this thing that you're doing in us right now, that we become like the sons of Issachar that know the times and the seasons that we're in, and that we're able to lean in with joy, Father, for what you're doing and who you say that we are as we come into confidence, Lord, in our assignment, in our identity, and in the mission that you have for us everywhere we go, Father. May you come and may you receive the fullness of the reward that is due to you, Jesus, by every word that we speak, by every action that we take, God, as we go. Lord, we advance the kingdom for your namesake, for your glory, and we thank you as you do it, God, that you're the author and the finisher of our faith, that it's not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, God, that will accomplish everything that you've sent forth. But we say yes to you, God. We say yes to you in the partnership of what you want to do in this season. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much for joining us as we seek first after God's kingdom and release it to transform lives and cities. If you would like more information about how to grow in the kingdom or connect with Legacy, go to our website, www.legacynb.com.